Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today, we are covering the White Lotus season one in its entirety. We are running through episode by episode, each episode of season one, talking about each of them and ranking them in order from our least favorite to our favorite. I am Mr. Sal, high school science teacher who has rewatched season one of the White Lotus and is very excited about season two next week. And I'm here with a former student of mine and my co-host, Kurt. Hello, Kurt. Howdy, y'all. I'm Kurt, here with my co-host, the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts, The Giant Amongst Ants, the Sierra series, Mr. Sal. Less enthusiasm every single week. <laughs> Although that time you did give me the definite article of, of the, the Giant instead Amongst of, uh, Yes, so yeah. I like that. That was good. <laughs> the China. I don't know if you want a definite <laughs> article for that. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I always take a definite article. You will? You always take the? Are you so, that, that's a dangerous thing. I'll always I know. take a definite <laughs> article. Immediately my brain yeah. starts racking. Yeah. I know. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, <laughs> I should probably not say many things today. As you can probably tell, folks, I am feeling under the weather. My voice is not what it normally is. I will do my best to get through this without sneezing into my microphone. But we'll see how it goes. That's fine. It'll be a bit of ASMR. <laughs> okay, Olivia. All right. And by the way, I will go on the record as saying you were right. I have asked several students if they know what ASMR is, and every single one of them has responded with a resounding yes. They absolutely know what ASMR is. Of course they know. Is. Of course they know. However, yeah. not one of them knows what it stands for yes that is true i don't know what it stands <laughs> for either i think you looked it up at some i did time. and the the one thing like they all assume it's like auto sound meditation or something like that but i know there's it's meridian response, response. it's yeah. meridian response so it's part of the brain and it's autonomous oh i can't remember what sound. the is. it's not sound you'd think it's sound but it's not so anyway folks if you've not listened to a show hoppers uh recap podcast episode first of all you should go back and do that because we have some good ones i really enjoy our recap episodes i think they're really fun they're entertaining they're usually really easy to digest because we're only spending two minutes per episode that's right folks we're going to start at the bottom work our way up each of us talking for two minutes about our uh about the episode uh, that is in that slot now we do have some other honors to give out after we rank the episodes. But, Kurt, you won the coin toss. Thank you. You get to go first with your number six rated episode. But mm -hmm. six, five, and one are the same for both of us. Yes. Do you want to take two minutes apiece to talk about six, five, and one? Or do you want to just take two minutes in a rebuttal to talk about six, five, and we one? We do two minutes in a rebuttal, so I'll do I six think that's rebuttal. Good. You do five rebuttal. I, and then... I think that's perfectly reasonable. Okay. Okay. So you're going to start with what number are we on here? Did I say? Number six. That's better. Are you ready, Mr. Sam? <laughs> no, are you ready, Kurt? <laughs> <laughs> I care about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm ready. All right, you got two two minutes. Ready, set. I'll need every single one of those seconds. Okay, let's go. go. Well, my six, my least favorite episode of the season, only eight I gave, New Day, second episode. Uh, biggest reason why this is not a nine or a ten like the rest of the episodes are is, well, first episode was all right, but I wasn't really all that into the girls' drug storyline. You know, I wasn't uh, Olivia and Paula, that being a bit too much Mossbachers relative to how interesting I thought they were. Now, later in the series, I do like the Mossbachers a lot more, and I enjoy, you know, Paula, with Paula's doing Olivia and Paula and all that stuff. But this whole them losing their drugs and then them trying to get back their drugs and kind of uh, some of the Mossbacher drama, I just really wasn't all that attached to. So I still stick with that rating. I didn't up it for any reason because I didn't feel the need to. As for the other stuff that goes on, Right, I did enjoy Shane and Armand. That dynamic still going. That was good. I my favorite scene: the Cole and Rachel chatting. You know, her idolizing Nicole, and then Nicole realizing that she wrote a terrible piece on her. That was all pretty funny. It's good, awkward. That, 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 that was very comical. So it's still an all right episode. Tiny is still funny in this, but I just it it it's definitely a step below the rest of the episodes. So there you go. The eight. I end my time. Okay, that's 120. 
Very short. Very short. But I will tell you this. I, this is also my number six episode of the season. And I think it's quite warranted. I, I don't remember a whole lot about this episode. That's exactly why I didn't say that one time. <laughs> I mean, even I'm, I'm even looking back at my notes at my favorite scene from this episode. And of, of course, it's no help because this is Mossbacher dinner, which is most of the episodes. That's my favorite scene. But I don't even remember what the Mossbacher dinner was in this episode. I know, I know it was Nicole talking about Rachel. Yeah. Uh, in terms that make her look great, by the way. Uh, she, what's up? Her and Olivia argue about um, how she runs a so- search engine. And she's just unraveling the social fabric. I'm not right. saying that because I remember it. I'm saying it because I have it written down in my notes, <laughs> which are very short for this. That's episode. right. This and I, the shortest notes I have. I guess the, the thing that sticks out from this episode is, and it's only because of the title, is that Mark gets his uh, negative cancer diagnosis, and and he's very excited, and and he has a new outlook on life here, uh, and he gives this cheesy toast about yeah. uh, about his uh, about. You know, feeling like it's a new day. That's that's basically what it is. Uh, new perspectives. Uh, I, you know what? I do remember also that sticks out in this episode is he talks to his uncle Charlie at the end. Yes, and it finds out that his father died of AIDS, not cancer. He had two families. So it's just, is this is this the episode where um Rachel was given like a work assignment to do? Yes, yep. it is. That's what yep. they were doing. Okay. Yeah. So, but but yeah, the, I mean, this is uh, this is what I was kind of afraid of with the White Lotus is that all the episodes would kind of blend together because mm-hmm. there's not there's not a ton distinguishing. There's not like different it's the same sets. setting. Yeah, yeah, it's the same setting. You know, they're always at breakfast. Focus. Always yep. at dinner. Yeah, you know, it's not like the lo- with uh, Lost where it's like, oh, this is a Saeed episode, or this is a Jack episode, or a Kate episode, or whatever. Um, there's none of that and the setting is always the same so but there are definitely things that stick out about the white lotus uh in other episodes that don't that aren't necessarily here in this episode uh, i will say that the drug thing with the with the kids with uh olivia and paula ends up being pretty important in the grand scheme of the story that's true that's that's what sets armand off on his regression that's a way of putting it, certainly. Yeah, regression. Mm-hmm. Right? No, regression? no, it's definitely not a regression. I mean, I one could argue it's... I'm not going to make the joke. There's a way of saying, like, this is a better Armand, drugged up Armand. Well, maybe more entertaining, but... This is peak Armand. But, but regression, I think, is the actual term used, isn't it? When you're... Relapsing? When you, a relapse. <laughs> relapse is the, is the term. I think not not regression, but yeah, relapse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, oh well. I, I don't. I don't have anything else to say about. I got nothing else to say now. All right. Perfect. Then let's move on to uh... number two. Oh, that was much better, Kurt. You were right on the money with that one. Uh, what do you mean? It was pre-recorded. Yeah. We'll put that in post. Sorry. <laughs> so, are you ready? Mr. Say, I got two minutes I, on the clock. I guess I'm ready. Yes. Okay. Ready, set, go. All right. My my uh, fifth episode of the season is episode one, Arrivals. And, uh, this is episode. Uh, I give this a nine out of ten. Uh, the, the premiere of the season, the premiere of the series, it really sets up the rest of the season and the rest of this this part of the series very very well. Uh, you, you get the perspective of the staff quite prevalently in this episode, maybe more prevalently than any episode. You get a lot with Armand and Belinda uh, in this episode and, and Lonnie, who we don't see for the rest of the season, probably the rest of the series. But uh, I think highlights of this episode are uh, all happen at the front desk with Armand and Shane and Rachel, uh, Armand and Mark and Quinn, uh, Armand and Lonnie, you know, it's, it's, it's all great stuff. And, we get some of the key features of the themes of the series with, with Armand saying as the guests arrive that they're going for a certain uh, interchangeability, vague interchangeability, right? 
we get him at the at the desk saying, you know, I probably messed that up, but you know what? We, you got to treat them like sensitive children and, and just make the accentuate the positive. And so uh, all, all these themes th- that come up throughout the whole episode are, are really highlighted in this. I'm sorry, the, throughout the whole season are really highlighted in this particular episode. And it's interesting to come back and look at it in the context of the whole season. So. Uh, I think my favorite scene here is is at the desk with Shane, Rachel, and Armand, uh, and when when Lonnie's there, uh, like in labor, trying to pay attention to what Armand is telling her about treating the guests like sensitive children, uh, and she just can't quite focus on it. And meanwhile, Armand is setting the premise for the whole series, the whole series. So stop. Fine. Oh, you almost had it. I'm fine. <laughs> sure, you are. <laughs> I'm uh, fine. We're fine. It's all good. Well, I, to to rebuttal, but I yeah. I mean, normally I don't like pilot episodes. I thought this one was really funny. Yeah, when you and, give a pilot a nine, that's something, man. Hey, that was really funny. I think the I felt they introduced the characters in a in a good way, even if you don't know all the names at this point. Uh, you know, they're kind of sectioned off. That's like you know, it's this squadron, like this is the Mossbachers, whatever. Like you know, this is Tanya, this solo girl. There's the employees, and then there's the Pattisons, whatever. So, or Pattons. Mm-hmm. So those, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the way they broke down the episode. And I I said it actually for this first episode that none of these stories individually would hold me, but I think as a whole, it's 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 a good mix where I, you know, I, I want to know what's going on with each one of them. At the time, the Mossbachers are my least favorite. But, mm-hmm. And I really loved uh, the Pattisons, you know, Shane, especially Normand, and Shane and Rachel, I thought was funny oh yeah uh, tanya belinda i thought was a you know belinda armand it was lonnie that was really funny and uh mar you know the the mouthbuckers were all right but mm-hmm. i wasn't too I, I wasn't too into them yet so gotcha yeah all right well there you have it so w- we start to diverge here after our fifth rated episode so uh, we can no longer do this, so we're going to be taking this two minutes at a time, each of us talking about our episodes for the next three. We'll come back to uh, to a common ground in episode one. So you're, are you ready, Kurt, for your oh, next one? What yeah, number hey. is it? Number four. Okay, Kurt, it's time for your number four. Ready, mm-hmm. set, go. My fourth ranked episode of the season is Mystery Monkeys, the third episode. I give it a 9 out of 10. It's good. Good mix of characters. I considered it, and actually it's fair enough, the best one at the time because it is higher ranked than episodes 1 and 2. Uh, Drunk Mark in this episode is hysterical and to me is you know the, 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 the shining focal point of the episode. Every scene with Mark is pretty funny or pretty good. I mean, he he says the mystery, you know, he he's the one that references the monkeys. His conversation with Rachel, especially when Quinn, you know, a friend of Quinn is both awkward and you know funny <laughs> for that reason. Um the Olivia feuding with specifically Nicole, but her parents in general, I enjoy that. Mark and Armand, that was good. I am sad they didn't really end up going anywhere very much. I mean, Armand does reference it in the next episode, but that's about the extent of it. They, there's never any really... I thought that would become a bigger story at the time when I had seen it. Uh, but it, 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 it's, a good, it's, you know, it's a good episode. It's funny. I enjoyed it. Uh, Shane, still funny. I, actually, this is the episode where he did the... Uh, he was complaining about the hand he was dealt. That was good. That was a good one. So, <laughs> it's a very comical episode. I thought it was very comical. Story's still all right. I have uh, nothing really to complain about. Uh, I try this. This is the one where they went on the boat and she tried to do the ashes. Or is that a different episode? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure this is the one where they're on, they're on the boat, but I don't know now. <laughs> I'll stop my time. Dynamite analysis. <laughs> one forty-seven. I, I forgot. Is this the one where the is this when Tiny's on the boat? Well, you'll have to wait until I talk about it. <laughs> that's confusing <laughs> but i'm not ready to talk about it yet gosh darn it i don't think because i haven't talked about my number four yet which is not mysterious monkeys <laughs> i am ready to talk about it my number four though if you want to get the timer started yeah okay guys <laughs> ready, <laughs> ready set go 
My number four rated episode is episode four, Recentering. Uh, I did give this as, as well a nine out of ten. Uh, the the theme of recentering is is pretty prevalent uh, throughout the episode. Uh, we're getting pretty heavily into Paula and Kai here. Uh, my favorite scene was uh, again the Mossbacher dinner, but this one I do remember because they talk about guess what recentering <laughs> and uh, recentering the narrative, and this is where um, Olivia accuses Mark of not knowing anything about Paula and. He asks Paula what she knows about him. Of course, <laughs> it's very topical stuff. See, go goes both ways. But uh, this is a, the end of this episode is kind of the the big, the big shocking highlight of the episode, uh, where Shane walks in on Armand face deep in Dylan, and is uh, all very excited because dude is going down. Uh, it's a great ending. Uh, and it's, the rest of the episode is also great. Tanya meets Greg. They have dinner. She finds out that it's not actually involved in Black Lives Matter, but rather the Bureau of Land Management. Uh, this is the one where Shane's mother comes, uh, arrives. So we get a ton with Kitty here. This is all great stuff with Kitty. Uh, I think my favorite Kitty line is when Rachel says, I really want to get a job. And she says, no, why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's really great uh so lots of great stuff here uh armand hitting on mark also very good uh, i don't really have any complaints about the episode i just uh didn't like it as much as the other ones so i'll stop there yeah 150 okay Fair. okay well then i think it's time to move on to the next number number three so you're starting this one off right i am Okay, then are you ready, Mr. Sal? Yes. Okay, you're ready. Set, go. My number three rated episode is episode three, Mysterious Monkeys. Not mystery monkeys, like Kurt said. Mysterious monkeys. And boy, do I love this episode. I give this episode a 10. This is the episode where Tanya is out on the boat with the ashes. And I don't know why you don't love that scene more than you do. Because that scene is like uh, it's it's one of the scenes that will cause me to never forget this episode i mean she, th- my mother had very uh well, oh shoot I, f- I forgot oh yeah uh oh mother 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 <laughs> my mother didn't have she tried she really tried to be a good mother even though she didn't have any maternal instincts or skills i mean uh, meanwhile shane and Ra- shane is just seething rachel is in shock uh this is also by the way the setup f- for the confrontations that will follow between shane and armand because this is where armand actually does make an attempt to ruin shane's honeymoon this is this is not inadvertent or accidental this is an intentional slight on shane um so that's amazing Mark drunk talking about leprosy while hitting on women is, is amazing. Uh, talking to Rachel about uh, comparing sex with his wife to eating worms in front of his son, Quinn is amazing. This episode is so good. Uh, oh, it opens with Paula and Olivia trying to cheer Mark up about his father having a secret gay lifestyle. <laughs> it's, it's, an amazing episode. I, I don't know how you don't give this a 10. I don't know how it's not higher ranked for you. So I'll stop there. 156. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I no, I'm not gonna give it a higher ranking. It's I mean it's a good episode. I love the some of the comedy in the episode and the storylines in it. But yeah, I mean the Tanya like the funniest tiny thing she did was when she threw the ashes. The- <laughs> I know you said that, but it's so funny. Oh my god, it's so good! Fair it's enough. so good. Um, yeah, pardon me while I take a sip of my hibiscus tea. Shameless. I'm I'm stuffed. Okay. <laughs> stuffed. <laughs> Have you ever seen Just Friends? No. No. <laughs> what a great movie. Uh, Ryan Reynolds and Amy Smart. And it's so funny. And uh, there's a scene where they're in a, a diner and he has a glass of water. He goes, and he's, they screwed up his order. 
And he says, it's fine. I'll just enjoy this delicious water. Takes a sip. <laughs> make a I'm, I'm stuffed. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for your... Uh, do, you, do you want to say anything else about Mysterious Monkeys? Or are you ready for your number... Uh, whatever we on here? Number three? Number, number three. three, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm ready. Uh, hit, hit me. Hit me. All right. Ready? Set. Go. My third ranked episode of the season is the finale departures episode six now i haven't i've i've been racking my brain whether i should give it a nine I should give it a ten because i think i started off with a nine i i was already racking my head i think in the episode i worked my way up to a ten in our recap or like review of the episode but i kind of digressed and i'm still i'm still wishy-washy whether i give it a nine or a ten so i'll wait till the end of this analysis before i really slam down the hammer on it but in terms of the episode itself it's a good episode. It's a good finale. It's a good episode. It just isn't like crazy, crazy good. I guess as well. Like I, it, I don't, I don't look at it with awe. Uh, I guess what does make it better is Mister Sal telling me the fact that these people come to this, you know, island or the, you know, the Hawaii so this resort, and they kind of ravage all the people here, and then they leave, and they're gonna go live their lives just fine, right? It's, it's a bad ending for Kai, bad ending for Armand. I mean, he's dead. Belinda's not. Belinda's not too pleased. And you could argue it's a bad ending for Rachel, but uh, they, you could argue it. So there's that. So that that's an ending's good. Me caring about Paul, the, the Paul and Kai stuff I cared more about than I thought I would uh, going into it when I first saw their relationship together. So I'm glad that I, I did care about it and the effects it had. That was good. So I guess, I guess I've solely because Mr. Sal, I think, told me that reason. I think I will end giving this a 10. I, I think that's what I'll, I'll end on. So this will be a 10. It's a good episode overall. I enjoy it. There you go. I end, I end my time. 145. Okay. You chose wisely. I chose wisely. Yes. That's like the lowest 10 I've ever given. I can't the believe it. I've ever given. I, I can't believe, can't believe that you had to hesitate on giving that episode a 10. And I hesitate. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. To. It's amazing. It's, it's remarkable. Point. I'm not going to make the remarks, but it's remarkable. <laughs> I don't want to put the ex- I don't want to put the explicit label on this episode, so I won't make the remarks. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> explicit label. <laughs> well, do you? I am not ready to say anything about departures yet because okay. I have not yet talked about it. Well, in that case, number two. So I'm up here to bat. You are. I'm ready to go. Ready, set, go. My second favorite episode of the season is Recentering, episode four. I gave it a 10. Clearly a 10. Didn't even need to think about it twice. And in hindsight, even more so than in the time, I love the fact, and I think I even commented in our episode, I love how it starts off with Paula and Kai and us learning to get to know Kai because that is so important for the series as a whole for the you know even the next episode in the finale like it's so important to know Kai, even for this one when paul eventually leaves during the moss bacher dinner that's so important so i'm so glad they did that that aside i love armand and shane i, I mean i always love that but here it's great even seemingly leads to armand relapsing after him trying to stop kitty's debut love kitty so i think that's great probably ends in my favorite scene with them all at dinner and you know, that's the line you referred to earlier of, I don't know you to get a job, Rachel. So that's great. So that's wonderful. Armand hitting on Mark is great. So it, 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 it's all wonderful, right? Rachel described the industry. Tanya meeting Greg and reeling from the fact of that boat trip is wonderful. So I just, I love this episode so much. I think it's a great episode. And the ending is wonderful as well. So it's a great episode. Love it. Easily a 10. There you go. End my time. 124. And I think it's criminal you didn't give this a 10. I, I think I think you are way underselling the stock you're putting in the in the end of this episode. I think there's a I, lot of recency I, bias in why you, you love this episode. What, what do you mean there's a lot of recency bias as to why I like this episode? You think I give too, you think I give too much or under? It's got the most spectacular ending of any episode in the series. I was going to give it a 10 before the ending. And the tension they build going into that ending is pretty great. Like, look, that last scene, my favorite scene, it, it's spectacular. And I, I think I undersold how good that scene was because that's the scene where they have the, the Hawaiian dance 
uh and paula is just like crawling in her skin because she sees kai dancing for everyone knowing that this land has been stolen from him and his family uh and and meanwhile mark is trying to prop himself up as you know a a beacon of of rightitude (laughs) terrible expression (laughs) but um so so i I think i undersold how much i love that scene but I, I I think that so much of this episode is predicated on that end. It's not, and and the rest of the episode, I, I think it is. Not the ending. I, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, it is predicated. Like I I I I like the fact that he relapsed, and then like there's scenes of him trying to like you know he's pushing Dylan, or like okay, mm-hmm. the scene like what might be an even better scene than the ending, at least to me, or I think you know is when. He's apologizing to Dylan. He's like, oh, I'm sorry for last night. You know, I was, <laughs> I, I lose my uh, inhibitions or something when I, when I'm on, you know, drugs or whatever I have you. And then, and then he, and then he shoots him an offer <laughs> immediately after apologizing. <laughs> uh, you know, and all that stuff. Like it's, <laughs> the ending is not why I give it a 10. I mean, it's part, like it's good, but I think they do it well, but I don't know. Okay. I love I love Tony and Greg, right? The little silent dinner. Let's get the talking out of the way before (laughs) like we should probably get the talking in. Quinn learned about uh his parents like bracelet stuff and he brings it up today and the bracelets become a big deal as well. Yeah. So that makes the episode even better now. Like a fine wine when you think of it in that you know retrospect. So I think I don't know. Like, well, I I don't know how you don't give this a ten, especially especially if you've seen the whole series and you even think back to it. It's yeah, like, no, it's a it's a fair point. I could probably give this a ten. I wouldn't remove it from where it is on my list, though. It would okay. it would just be my lowest ten. All right, yeah, but it, it should be a ten, though. I mean, this is all right. I'll do it. I'll make it a ten. Look at that. I'll do, it right, I'll do it right now. Show operas first. Someone going back to an episode after <laughs> recapping it and then giving it a ten. <laughs> there you go. It's a ten now. Look at that. I'm glad, to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. It should be. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. put departures back down to a nine. You son of a gun. Oh, okay, I'll leave it at a ten. What anyway, the heck? I'll put what? it at a ten. Why would you do that? Why are you ready, Mr. Sal? Am I ready? Mm-hmm. No, I'm reeling from what you just did. I put it back to a ten. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> All right, now ready. I'm ready for okay. my number two. Like momentary depression right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Ready, set, go. My number two rated episode is the finale departures. I gave it a 10 out of 10. It's episode number six. And I I love this as an ending for the White Lotus for season one. As an ending for all of these characters, really. Uh, probably the, the most melancholy of the endings is the Shane and Rachel ending. Um, because I, I really did... Uh, hope that Rachel would leave Shane and, and I would, I, I really did want that for her and she had it and she, she gave it up so that she could have the lifestyle that Shane could provide for her. Um, so that was the saddest of the endings to me of the three of the three visitors. Obviously the saddest of the endings <laughs> does not belong to any visitors. It definitely belongs to one of the hotel employees. Uh, not quite sure which actually, <laughs> because uh, Belinda and Kai have pretty sad endings as well. I mean, it's easy to jump right to Armand is dead, but uh, at least he doesn't have to live with it anymore. <laughs> but um, I, I love the the Mossbacher ending. We got not one, but two great breakup scenes in this episode. We get the Shane and Rachel breakup scene, although they end up back together. And we get the Paula and Olivia Rachel's uh, breakup scene, uh, although they also end up back together, interestingly, as well. Uh but two great breakup scenes. Uh, my favorite was the Paula and Olivia one. It's very nuanced. Lots of complicated arguments there. Uh, Mark and Nicole seem happy at the end here. Quinn is off rowing. That's great. Uh, Tanya and Greg are going to keep the party going. And then poor Belinda is left with the dead Armand. No new spa of her own. And has to put on a smiley face to welcome new guests. Kai has been apprehended. And all these people have come, crapped all over the, the employees, and left as though Stop. it never happened. Okay. 
Yeah, I would. And like I said, you telling me that fact where he basically gave it a ten because I, mm-hmm. I, I, I do like that angle of how, how it ends. That that's it's good. It, I like it. So yeah, yeah. It's interesting because you know I I keep talking about how you know I, I want that for Rachel. I want that for Mark and, and Nicole. I want that for Tanya. But then I'm like. But why do I want good things for these people? Because they come in and they just leech off these other people. And well, because they paid for it, Mr. So. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, I mean, it, it's it's kind of a tragedy here that all these people that probably don't deserve it get their at least pseudo happy ending and, no, the people, yeah. and the people who more or less deserve it get left worse than they were when these people arrived i mean the happiest endings are probably mark and nicole tanya and greg yeah i would say those are the happiest i would agree i, I would push back a little bit on paul and i'm uh, sorry nicole and mark because their son abandoned them but it hasn't kicked in yet when we see I mean that. I I think I think Quinn gets the happiest ending here, but I think I think reality is about to kick in for him. <laughs> it probably will. <laughs> but boys, rowing off into that beautiful horizon, can't help but feel like he's in a happy place. Maybe yeah, maybe maybe he won't regret it. We'll, we'll oh I mean I I, I want to say we'll see, but I don't know if we will see. No, I don't think we will. Probably not. <laughs> I would love to hear like a mention of some of these people in season two. I'm not sure how they would do that, but I mean, Tony and Greg vaguely knew them. I wonder if Belinda in some way, because Belinda still works for the White Lotus. So I wonder yeah. if she get promoted or like, or like in some way we'll see Belinda again. And who, who knows? Is there some Italian Quinn? Maybe Quinn will start working for the White Lotus. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe get tra- get transferred to Sicily. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I guess it's time to move on. Unless do you have anything else to say about it? Number one. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get you to do it at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I can't finish the sentence without you doing it. Okay. Thank you. You ask man. and you shall receive. No problem with yourself. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I, I guess it's time for my number one. So uh, I'm ready when you are. Okay. Ready, set, go. My number one rated episode for this season is episode five, The Lotus Eaters. And interestingly, this is an episode that probably has the least Armand in it. Maybe maybe even the least Belinda in it, but lots and lots of Kai. So uh, I, I love so many things about this episode. I love that we finally get to know Nicole a little bit more. Uh, we, we hear her perspective on the affair. We see her kind of finally push back against Mark and Olivia when when she feels like she just cannot possibly get uh, what she needs out of these people. And she returns from the scuba boat to the hotel only to run into Kai mid-break-in and be saved by her hero, Mark. So this is a real turning point for Mark and Nicole. Uh, And the, the, the most, probably the most touching moment of the series when nicole clutches mark's hand at dinner which is phenomenal <laughs> so i don't think there's anything that is more shows more affection in this season than that uh meanwhile paula is is just distraught about about the fact that kai was you know abri- or was in the middle of the break-in when the mossbackers got back she has to sit on that boat not knowing what's going on with them. Okay, we'll leave the Mossbachers. Tanya is is desperately clinging to the hopes of Greg and kind of gives up on it uh, and goes to dinner with Belinda and gets taken taken away from dinner with Belinda to when Greg beckons and uh, she is off like a shot after that. Couldn't quite, quite get the flower to stick in her hair, which is unfortunate for her. And then, of course, Shane and Rachel. This is Kitty's finale uh, on the white lotus and i i like to view the whole thing from what i'm not joking with holy crow i hope you have a a lot to say about this episode as well because wow i have so much more to say this episode's so good (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. I, I I have been cut off. So cut off. Well, do you want me to use my time, or do you just want to? No, well, I mean, bite you. Take, take, I don't have to time you because you're yeah. talking about the same episode. So yeah. So yeah, it's also my. I mean, this is the best episode of the season. It's great. Uh, I'm trying to remember where you dropped left off, so I can pick up. I didn't get much Shane and Rachel and Kitty stuff in. Okay. Uh, Kitty's uh, Kitty leaving, and the scene where the penny kind of drops for Rachel is a really good one. Mm-hmm. Where they're at dinner, eating dinner, and what what does Kitty say that really? Well, this. Oh yeah, it starts earlier when Shane goes for yeah. a swim. Yeah, yes. yes, the idea that oh, it's not that bad being a trophy wife. Yeah, and that and that sticks with the uh, Rachel throughout. Yeah, what you're really good at is making my son happy. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's your true talent. Yeah, and even when she leaves, you know, Ugh. no, make him make him happy. Be happy. Be, Be happy, happy to Rachel. Be- <laughs> Oh, the funny yeah. thing to see about Kitty, oh, I like Kitty. Is Kitty doesn't, you know, she she's not like evil trying to be evil. Like no, like no. Armand keeping the drugs to use them. <laughs> he knows what he's doing, right? He's, he's oh, doing yeah. it. He knows he's doing a bad thing, but he wants to do it because he wants the drugs. Fine. Mm-hmm. Kitty is not doing anything that she thinks is bad. Everything she thinks she's doing is good, right? She, she what she's telling Rachel, she's not trying to make her yeah. feel bad in any way. She's trying to make her feel better. <laughs> Try to pepper up, right? Just but it's just Rachel's tone not deaf. Kitty. It is tone deaf. Yeah, she doesn't realize that Rachel is not like her. So yeah, it's different. So I enjoyed that immensely. The Nicole and Mark scene in the beginning. I mean, this this episode did so much for Nicole. I know. Right? It, it does so much because before this, I would say she's probably the least developed character. Yep. Of the bunch. Yep, I, I agree. Argue Quinn, but I, I would say definitely her over Quinn because Quinn's had you know some more yeah. growth at this point. I would agree. Uh, yeah, and, and it just goes a long way because she's just kind of like you kind of blame her almost, or I, I shouldn't say you blame her because you know Mark had an affair. Well, we only have but, his perspective. Yeah, you, well, exactly. We only have his perspective, so we kind of feel bad for him because it's like, well, it looks like he's trying. Right? Yeah, like he's, but she's refusing him, which. Yeah, we and we don't know how bad and whatnot the affair was and other stuff in their marriage, but um, all we knew was that he paid her off seventy five thousand dollars <laughs> bracelets, and and off. they're still together. So it looks like, with only that perspective, her uh, I don't know, her forgiveness can be bought for seventy five thousand dollars, which is not a good look. I guess it might, it might just be the message though. Of like I was really eh, who knows who knows. But anyway, my point is that not a good look going before, not a good look at that point. But when we hear her perspective of it, uh, it goes a long way towards shifting our sympathy for Mark to Nicole. Yeah, as we spoke about when we were discussing the episode, very hard argument. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I think I think we both agreed that Nicole's in the right, but she's. (laughs) Yes, I I, I think that's right. Yeah, you know, Mark telling Quinn so. That was definitely a, not a not, not the funnest thing. Tanya and Greg, that was very unexpected. That she showed the core of the onion, and that he's still. Oh my god! I forgot about the core. This is my favorite scene in the episode. Yeah, I know. I didn't even mention it. But he still he still bit into the core, I suppose. So. No, wait a minute. Wait, that's that is this episode, isn't that it? Is, yes, that is this episode. Because last, uh, yeah, this is this would be where Tanya. Yes, core of the onion. Oh my gosh! Because you know she's paranoid the whole episode. She traps on him and everything. Wow! How did I forget that? Yeah, toward the Indian. I ran so, out of time. I guess this is also when Armand kind of capitulates. Uh, With Belinda, Shane. right? Oh, to oh, Shane. Like, oh he, yeah, he kind of like admits defeat. Like the pineapple you know, suite, right? Gives him the pineapple suite. Hopes that they can kind of. I forget the wording he used, but they can kind of coexist or whatever. Yeah, I hope, I hope we can be copacetic. Yeah, so I bet you do. Yeah, and then walks off. So. <laughs> At least he didn't get fired. So that's good. <laughs> not yet. Not until next episode. Not until next episode. Wow. <laughs> so I, it, it it's a great episode. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Was, I don't know what to say. You, you no, it's the points there. It's spectacular. It's what 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 a great what a great episode. What a great season of television. What an exciting time to be uh, an HBO subscriber. <laughs> It is. Well, here's the thing, though. HBO got acquired by oh, like Discover or Discovery that? Plus. Yeah, it might, yeah. might get melded into that. Okay. We'll, we'll see how good HBO is. I mean, 
totally fine with them putting Discovery Plus content on HBO Max. I think they're going to rebrand and name it something different. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll whatever. see. Whatever. Yeah. Because right now, I mean, HBO hasn't missed much in a long time. I really, <laughs> I, I mean, I've, I've watched a lot of HBO original series. I don't, I think there have been two ever that I stopped watching. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've finished everything else and enjoyed everything else. So I think it was ju- just Deadwood and Entourage. Not fan of Dead Ro- Deadwood and Entourage. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And those are, those are, you know, decades old, a decade old or more, two decades old at this point, I think. We'll have to see then. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I, I, we, there, there's stuff on the horizon that we're excited about. We'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> you're closer. But, I know you're excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure. You, I know you're excited too. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we might cover something. We'll I, I'm, I'm sure we'll be back on HBO soon enough. <laughs> Sooner rather than later. Yeah, probably. So. <laughs> All right, well, folks. We are going to move on right now to uh, a couple of category awards here. We got best title, worst title, most character growth, and favorite character of the season. So, Kurt, yes. I just I just went with my uh, number one. I, I was the first one to talk about that. So do you want to be the first one to talk about your worst title? Sure, sure, sure. Okay, well, let me take a guess at what I think it is. Okay. I think that your least favorite title of the season is new day i think your least favorite is new day as well okay my least favorite was new day (laughs) (laughs) and why is that uh i forgot mark actually said it in the episode you're (laughs) right in that spiel he does say but even with that i mean it is a new day i just compared to the other titles like i mean i don't want to start chatting with the other titles because i still have to name my favorite <laughs> and they're so, only six there's only six <laughs> so i don't want to start like naming them but it's 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 the worst of the rest of the titles i think every other title at least has a bit more meaning in the episode um you could argue arrivals is on par with new day so i think that's because it, it is them coming eh, it's a pilot whatever and they're arriving so that's a big deal. new day is yeah it literally is the second day and I guess Mark's happy in the episode, but yeah. New day doesn't last very long. It's another new day. <laughs> the next day is Mark too. <laughs> the so. next day is another new day, yeah. That's Why true. are these Mark centric titles? Mystery monkeys. Mysterious monkeys, sorry. Yep. Mark centric. New Day is Mark centric. Anyway. That's it. Just those two. Yeah, fair enough. So actually, I guess you could say that my least favorite title is also <laughs> uh is also <laughs> a Mark title. Oh, is it recentering? It is recentering. Mm, yeah, I went, I went with recentering. Uh, because all I remember about recentering is that one conversation at dinner. It doesn't help me to remember anything else about the episode. Interesting. Interesting. Well, you ended up giving it a 10. I did end up giving it a 10, but I had a hard time remembering what else happened in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you right. reminded me, which is great. But, uh, I mean, the recentering theme... Uh, maybe I should. Maybe it should be New Day. New Day is the other the other challenger here. But I remember Arrivals. Was that? Like, I think Arrivals and New Day are clearly both the worst. With New Day edging out. So uh, without, I don't want to tip my hand too much here, but how can you claim that Arrivals is either best or worst without also claiming Departures is the same? Because people die and like, yeah, you know. See, I I don't think I don't think that Arrivals. I think Arrivals and Departures. Should be just thrown out entirely because the, the like if you're gonna name the Beginning first episode arrival, pilot. then you have to name the last episode departures. Like there's, there's no choice. So I I I would I could never pick arrivals or departures. Well, my worst title was uh, arrival. Best title departures. <laughs> that would be so ridiculous. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I I mean I I take your point. I I I like. Uh, New Day slightly more than recentering, although really okay. Uh, so I'm going to stick with recentering. Gotcha. Okay. Well, uh, so best titles. Best titles. Do you want to go first, or do I go first? Uh, you can guess mine first, and I'll tell you mine first, and then I'll I'll guess yours. And you can tell, tell yours. If that was, your, I think, I think Lotus Eaters. I think you really like that because it kind of fits into the whole theme of the series. 
And I think your favorite title was also Lotus Eaters. Mm. And mine was, in fact, the Lotus Eaters. That is my favorite title. Could you explain that about? Because mine Absolutely. was not Lotus Eaters. Oh, 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 really? Uh, I, I love... I mean, that, that, that is, you explained it. Like, that's the theme of the whole season is that these people come in, devour what's there, and then leave like nothing happened. Just go back to their regular lives, totally unaware of what they've done to the place and the people that they just visited. Right. Uh, uh, Armand is not very prevalent in the episode, Lotus Eaters, but he's the one who delivers that line. And he so he gives them the title of Lotus Eaters. Uh, it, it's and, and it's something that it, when I started watching the episode, I was like, "What is this? What does this even mean, Lotus Eaters?" Uh, but then once I once he said it, I was like, "Oh my god, this is this title is everything. This is this is the series. They, they could have called it the Lotus Eaters, but you wouldn't know what it was referring to because the title of the series wouldn't have been the White Lotus." Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway. Uh, I, I love that title, my favorite. So I'm, uh, yours was not the Lotus Eaters. No. So was it Mysterious Monkeys? No. It was Departures? It was recentering. It was recentering? <laughs> okay, defend Listen, yourself. Oh, I, I'll defend myself. So obviously the, the, the one bit in the episode they already referred to. However, when I was going, because originally it was going to be the Lotus Eaters, but when I was looking back for my recap sake, I realized, I was like, oh, actually, Kitty shows up in recentering and she's kind of, Recentering their whole dynamics, you know, it's, it's about it's all that that's the reason why I made a recentering just because of Kitty. Yes, I think that's a reach. And I, well, all the reaches you want. <laughs> I could argue, I, I would argue that you can interpret this title as making it about something else, right? Whether it's you or someone else more prevalent. And so, Kitty coming is making their honeymoon more about her. and Kind of guess throughout. I mean, there's Tanya and Greg, but I don't really know if that's any real recentering there. Whether it's Tanya's priorities are recentering, but I, 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 I think the Kitty thing. I'll, I'll <laughs> this episode is the one that Kitty came because Kitty recentered. Okay, you have not changed my mind. And and and, and <laughs> Armand and Dylan, right? Probably uh, recentering. I don't know. Good. Yeah, he's not changed my mind. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think I would. <laughs> And you want to put it as your worst. I was like, there's no way I'm going to talk him up. Oh, wow. Okay. You are very high on that episode. Everything about it just worked for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, good. it's a great episode. They're all great episodes. I really love this season of television. Okay. Except so, Yeah, okay. All right. Let's move on to most character growth here. Okay. Now... See, I had I have a lot of trouble with with both of these remaining categories. It was very hard, um, and I and I don't I don't think you're going to like where I ultimately landed, uh, but I'm going to say that you think that the character that had the most character growth is I think you're going to say Paula. I know who you said already. No, you don't. You said Quinn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well. You you have to tell me yours first here. Okay. Oh, you might have said Tanya. Whatever. I said Quinn. You said Quinn. Yeah. Okay. I think I think very. I, listen, he doesn't get the most screen time, but Quinn goes from, you know, kind of like the stereotypical, always on his phone or game thing kid to loving the great ocean, befriending locals so much so that he's willing to run away from his family. So I mean, obviously, a lot more characters also go through growth, but I think Quinn goes through. The most extreme amount of growth given the, mm-hmm. the time and whatnot. So Quinn. Okay, so I I completely agree. Quinn oh. did change the most, but I also could interpret that question as uh, who changed, uh, who uh, who had their my opinion of them change the most, and I so I the way I phrased it was. Quinn changes the most, but I had the biggest turn on Nicole. That's true. Okay, so I'll explain that in a minute, but I want to get back to Quinn for a minute here because uh, I thought you brought up a really good point. Uh, He he does clearly change the most. Um, He definitely—you could call it growth. I would argue, though, that 
pretty much none of these other characters grow pretty much at all. <laughs> Mark and Nicole grow closer together, but they remain as self-centered as they were when they got here. They didn't really change. Uh, yeah, Olivia has character growth. Uh, character death, maybe. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't think growth was just to be good. So. Well, that's okay. The, that's kind of just it, changing the character. All right. Well, then, then yes. All right. The, the, so I, I mean, and I think that's the point of it. I think that the the employees are changed a lot mm-hmm. by these experiences. Affected, you know? yes. uh, whereas I think all the visitors leave essentially the same people they were when they came. Tiny even says, you, you pointed this out so many times, like the, she, she says, I can't have another relationship, the uh, transactional relationship. And then she hands a bunch of money to Belinda. Like it, it she hasn't changed. She, she, no, the only no, thing no. about Tanya that has changed is she has exposed the core of the onion to Greg, and but she's still, she's still, she hasn't changed. She's just allowed herself to be seen, I guess. She's yeah. still who she is. Uh, and Shane, and Shane obviously hasn't changed. And, and Rachel, I don't think, I thought she had changed, but no, maybe not. So, so I, I I do think that you're right. Quinn changes the most, but I had the biggest turn on Nicole because I just didn't care at all about her up until the Lotus Eaters, at which uh-huh. point I cared a lot about her. No, that's true. I, I would say for me, biggest turn. That's be another category. Biggest yeah. turn. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, like, I, next time. Well, next time. But I I would either say either Nicole or Paula. Mm-hmm. But Paula, I turned to I I. Also, here, here, here's the recentering. Another great episode there for you. Recentering. What a great episode. Okay. <laughs> really, really gave me a good turn for Paula. You could say Kai, but you barely even knew Kai beforehand. Paula. Okay. All character growth. Kai has some character growth in the wrong direction. I mean, it's bad, but <sighs> steals. But yeah. But yeah, okay. I, 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 so, I think I would say Paula for biggest character turn. Okay. All right. Then you know I, I I might be a little biased there because I had already seen the series and I I kind of was focused on Paula from the beginning of the ser- of the ser- of the episodes rather than you know Nicole who I I actually I knew that she her character was developed but I didn't know when and I knew it was only like one episode <laughs> right whereas I knew that Paula is kind of gradually happened over time so i don't know I, I think the fact that i was re-watching the series kind of highlighted the turn on nicole rather than paula but anyway i think it's a reasonable reasonable thing okay favorite character favorite character so that, right. that is the question so so i don't remember whose turn it is but i'm just gonna go ahead and try to take That's a fine. guess at you so <laughs> uh i I mean, for for the whole season, I I thought it was pretty clear that Armand was your favorite character, but you never did give Shane a favorite character on TV time vote. And I think this might be where you could say Shane was your favorite character. But I'm going to tell you something that I did, and maybe that'll sway how how you respond here. Um, I did another hedge here. I, I said, this one is my favorite character, the most interesting one to me. But this one was the one that entertained me the most. This is the most entertaining character to me. <laughs> so, 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 you just keep doing two people per category. Well, I, I know. So I'm adding another category now. Favorite and entertaining. Okay, yeah. Too many categories now. I know. We're making our own Emmys night. Part. That's okay. That's all right. You know what? Because we have season two coming right up. We do. We do. And we'll be doing this again so, in about eight weeks, right? Roughly so. So. I did too. I did a favorite. Uh, I did a most interesting character and a most entertaining character. So if you want to stick with just favorite character, that's fine. But okay, I did guess too. yours. I got to think of mine. All right. Uh, interesting and entertaining. Entertaining. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. You put Mark. Entertaining. You put Tanya. Yeah, so I I put Mark actually for most entertaining character to me. Mm-hmm. I I was consistently I mean that's part of the, why the Mossbacher dinner was always my favorite scene. Uh, and I mean no no episode better highlights 
how entertaining Mark Mark is and how entertaining um, Steve Zahn is, the actor who plays Mark, than Mysterious Monkeys. I just, I mean, that was comedy gold. I loved everything about that performance. So uh, he was the one I listed for most entertaining. Most interesting, I I went with Paula for this one because I I I think you're you're right in that there's there's a turn there, but I think it's such a gradual turn. Like every every episode deeper that we get, we see more and more of Paula. The, all the episodes, like, other than the first and last episode, all the episodes start and end with Paula, right? Uh, or does recentering end with Paula? Recentering, I believe uh, that might end with Shane. That, that, I I think that I don't remember. That might end oh. in. I don't know. Well, regardless, like, Paula, Paula really ends up being kind of a, not a Rosetta Stone, because I think Belinda's more of a Rosetta Stone uh, to this series than, than Paula is. Oh, no, the, the recentering does end. Oh, wait a minute, I'm looking at the Lotus Eaters. Anyway, um, Paula ends up being kind of like, I think, maybe the central character of the series. Uh, I think you could make an argument that it's Armand. But again, I would I would argue that Armand is like the central character of the the hosts, and Paul is the central character of the guests. So, um, but she also like you can see a a real arc there with her, where she's she seems pretty shallow, but I don't think she is in the beginning. You know, um, and you see these depths come out in her when she starts hanging out with Kai and talking of talking with him without Olivia, like when Olivia is not around. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that breakup scene between Olivia and Paula uh, also goes a long way toward making her such an interesting character. So anyway, I, I, I go with Paula. I think, uh, did, did you want to split yours or do you want to just do your favorite I split character? Mine. I, you I, did. I, I okay. Yeah. All right. Well then your most entertaining character is Shane and your favorite characters are Mott or your most interesting, most interesting characters. Are Mott. Yeah. You got me. Hey, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of unfair when you when you when you make the category that you can guess for me. You're like, let's, well, what let's did break have, it up so I what, know I can get Kurt. When it was just favorite character, which one did you put? One of those two, I assume. Which Armand. Armand. No. Jane. No, nah, it was Armand. Oh, okay, <laughs> it was Armand. All right. Yeah, yeah. the morning vote. Yeah, no, I I, I liked Armand. Obviously, I liked Armand throughout the entire series. I mean. I, I like I mean, look, characters that have drug problems. Uh, uh, look, <laughs> when I think of the White Lotus, I think of Armand's, to be honest with you. Like, he, he to me, like, is the icon of the He sets the tone the very Lotus. well. He sets yeah. the tone very well for, I mean, for the very first episode. And yep. henceforth, he, you know, uh, he tries to put up a great front, but he's horribly, <laughs> things are very bad in the back. Yeah. So, yeah, it's great. And then Shane, obviously, I, I, I don't. I don't think he's intended. I mean, he is obviously intended to have some funny lines, like mm-hmm. you know, the, the, talking about the card he was dealt and all this other stuff. Yeah, and but he, he's so humorous to me. <laughs> this is so much yeah. humor and shade. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. You know what I'm thinking about now? All of these nominations for best actor and best actress, and Paula did not get nominated. That really is, I think, disappointing. Olivia did though. Which is very strange to me. That's strange to me, yeah, over um, Paul. I see Nicole. Hold yeah, Nicole, on. Belinda, Tanya, uh, and Rachel all got nominated. And so did Olivia. So five five nominations. But I think Paula. I think Paula should probably be like second on that list. I know. I know. Uh-huh. Anyway. All right. Well, one more thing I want to – well, maybe a couple more things because uh, – we might want to touch on season two, but before we get to that, I did want to mention, I did do some research on swings in <laughs> that swing that shows up uh, right before Armand goes to the pineapple suite and gets killed by, or takes a dump in Shane's suitcase and then gets killed by, yes, by Shane. So there's, there's a, just a, a quick shot of an empty swing uh, a single rope swing a little, could be a tire swing, but it's not a tire. It's a, like a wooden plank. So really interesting. It's hard to find information about this. Like not many people were talking about this, which surprised me. There was a thread on Reddit on the, the white Lotus subreddit uh, where uh, Redditor Fort Charles did say that he found 
this what I'm about to say on a dream interpretation site. It said, if you see a swing in a dream, that symbolizes a short-lived joy, which would definitely describe Armand's ecstatic party that's just about to come to a dead stop. Now, if that's the case, I love it. That's pretty great. I couldn't yeah. find that anywhere, though, so <laughs> I'm not sure where he found that because I did I did a whole bunch of uh, dream iconography research after that, and I could not find it anywhere. Uh, I did find some information about um, swings uh, in dreams, and, and it's, it's very different if the swing is empty versus if there's a child on it versus if you're on it. So an empty... Uh, swing. I, the the best I could I could find was empty in a dream is a metaphor for feelings of being oppressed by others or by situations in your life. Your subconscious is trying to make you aware of a solution to a problem. You've said some words that have been hurtful to others. This dream is an omen for small or minor growth that is occurring in your life. You have hurt someone in order to move ahead in life. So. I liked that for Armand, but that's just the, that's just what empty means in a dream. And then swing means something different, according to this website. This this website, by the way, is dreamsopedia.com. Reading into dreams now. We're not supposed to be reading into dreams, Mr. Sal. I, I know. We don't like to do this on show hoppers, but I, I, I'm not sure how else to interpret that. So swing in a dream uh, refers to how you are looking at things from a different perspective. Some specific qualities may be triggered by someone or some uh, situation in your life. Your feelings are being dictated by some outside forces. So that's uh, now when, when you have both empty and swing, so empty swing, dreams about empty and swing are about grief, bad luck, and unhappiness. So there you go. That's, that, that's the best I could find. I, I don't know if it's satisfying or not, but that's what I got. Well, fair enough. All I mean, right, I'm trying to. I make sense for the context, but yeah, I yeah. Know, I, I'm curious though what they're going for. So that that seems pretty niche. I know I couldn't, like, and I couldn't find an interview with with Mike White about it or anything. So, like, was it just B roll? That just seems like weird B roll. It, it would be very strange B roll. The one thing I will say that I also found was that uh, Sydney Sweeney, who plays Olivia. Mm-hmm. has a picture of herself at this swing as her Instagram profile picture or did. I don't know if she still does. Okay. So I, I, I don't know what that means either. Could have been just like an inside thing with the casting crew. I don't know. <laughs> the swing was the, was the hangout spot. Yeah. I mean, they certainly have several shots of just you know, like the ocean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I suppose this could have been that, but I don't think you just put that in this scene. It was right in the middle of Armand, like staring out at Dylan and the other guys as he's high and contemplating going to Shane's room. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that's all I got. Uh, take it or leave it, or take parts of it and leave others. <laughs> no, it's all, right. all for one and one for all, Mr. Sal. All right. Speaking of one, let's move on to two. What you, so season two, you've seen the trailer. I've seen the trailer. Yes. We know that it's set in Sicily, White Lotus, Sicily. We Greg's know that back. Greg's back, married to Tanya. Mm-hmm. And they are visiting the White Lotus, Sicily. Uh, looks like there's some marital problems about to arise. Tanya is very suspicious of things that Greg is doing. Uh, the we, other characters yeah, we met. Well, a whole bunch of other characters. It looks like there's uh, a newly wealthy Will Sharp. Who oh, seems, yes. <laughs> who seems to be married to Aubrey Plaza, I think. Uh, I think that's the case. I'm not sure. Um, so uh, some, uh, some other characters that they meet. Uh, I'm not all that familiar with those actors. Uh, Michael Imperioli, who played Christopher... Moltisanti on The Sopranos seems to be uh, in, the, in the middle of a three-generation family trip. His father and his son seem to be with them, with him. So it looks like it's like grandfather, father, son. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like Michael Imperioli have may have had some marital infidelity as well. Uh, <laughs> other than, other than that, I I don't know anything about what's going to happen here. Someone uh, falls in a pool. Okay, that seems likely. <laughs> That'll be exciting. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah, I I don't know. I, it's similar to uh, if anything more so than the first season. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no, not. I mean, not a clue. Which is fine. Which is fine. Yeah. Especially, I think we already spoke about this off um, the podcast. That you know what they they won a lot of Emmys. That a good first season. They have the right to be even more secretive. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So, but I am looking forward to it, and we don't have to wait long because we get to watch it on Sunday. I'm so excited for the Sunday to be able to watch it. Yep, and we will be back with you folks talking about The White Lotus Season 2, Episode 1 on Thursday. So we're very excited to be covering it. Uh, we got lots of exciting uh, White Lotus adventures ahead of us. Seven episodes instead of six. This is good stuff. What else would you like to say about the season one of the White Lotus? I don't really have anything else really to add. Okay. I'm, I'm glad I watched it. It's pretty good. Good. Me too. <laughs> well, let's wrap things up here, folks. Of course, White Lotus will be back on Thursday, next one week from today, uh, covering episode one of season two. Uh, but in the meantime, you can check out our coverage of Lost, The Leftovers, Better Call Saul, Black Mirror, uh, Center World, Russian Doll, Dexter New Blood, Ozark, Only Murders in the Building and probably other stuff I'm forgetting. Please do leave us those five-star ratings and reviews. Share the podcast around. Subscribe, like, download, follow, all that. We appreciate it. Kurt, it's been a pleasure visiting the White Lotus. Don't be a lotus eater. And we'll talk to you soon, folks. Shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day.